Good afternoon. Welcome to the People's Show, a Wednesday edition. How are you? Coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. I'm Bick, Dom, Ben, behind the glass with you today. And you can provide your thoughts, 650-650, into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. That's how you interact with the show. Uh, get involved Wednesdays. Uh, we'll hear from Danny Kelly in the second half of the show. we got fill in the blank coming up as well. In about uh, 10, 15 minutes. And a giveaway. Oh, right. And a giveaway. You know, we'll, we'll wait on that one. Yesterday we did it right off the hop. It was busy back there. You guys are getting the show ready and the phone's ringing right away. We'll do the giveaway in just a bit. We got that one coming up. Uh, but yeah, we do have uh, AEW tickets to give away uh, later on in the show. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Rogers Arena on May 11th. So busy show as usual here on a Wednesday. Uh, nice reminder after last night to get uh, the feeling again of like, oh, right, this is what a three-game winning streak uh, looks like. Canucks pull off a 4-1 win uh, over the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's been a while. There was a two-gamer there against Montreal and the Islanders, but since early November uh, was the last time the Canucks had won three in a row. Vibes, I imagine, fantastic for the fan base. We always love doing a vibe check. You can always text in with that, 650-650. Uh, but uh, Jim, the, the Jim Rutherford media tour com- continues. Uh, it's It's been the tour this week as he's made v- various uh, opinions made, thoughts made on digital, newspaper, television. Uh, he's all over the place. By the way, he will be on uh, Canucks Central in an hour's time as well with Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. Uh, he joined Donnie and Dolly earlier this evening or this morning as well. And he got into a bunch of things. You know, one thing that stood out to me, and you know, when we've when we've talked about you know big picture stuff, I've referenced this a little bit before, but there's a, there's a Chris Rock bit that always stands out for me, where he's talking about you know differences between men and women, and difference between lifestyle and romance, and all that stuff. And essentially, comes down to you know once you achieve a certain status in your life, you don't really want to go backwards. There's a lot more context to it. I'm not going to do the whole bit. I'll leave that to Chris Rock. Do it, you coward. <laughs> but it, it's essentially unacceptable to do so. And we do it as a society as well. Just think of it like once you move out, you, you know, you're, you're an adult, 18, 22 years old, whatever it is, you, you leave the nest. You don't really want to go back to live with the folks. Circumstances might dictate it, of course, but you don't really want to do it. And there's a team-building philosophy that aligns with that too. And Rutherford, you know, there was an admission today uh, when he was chatting with Donnie and Dolly that, hey, they thought about rebuilding, but there were certain factors that they considered that it just didn't make it make sense. Actually, let's hear from Jim here, uh, meeting with Donnie and Dolly earlier, just talking about the rebuild stuff. I, I gave that some thought uh, in the very early going um, when I was here and observing uh, different things. And I just don't think it's possible to do a rebuild when you have 
two-star players coming into their prime in in Hughes and Patterson. And if you're doing a rebuild, it means you're getting rid of everybody and you're starting all over. So that would mean you'd be getting rid of them, maybe not because you want to, but they're going to sit there and say, "Whoa, you know, I you know, we've lost here long enough. I don't think I want to I want to go through that." So um it's something I give thought to. Rebuilds are interesting. Um, it turns out for some teams, and it doesn't turn out for all teams. Obviously, when a team took a step back and rebuilt and won a Stanley Cup, everybody points to it and says, oh, boy, let's, why don't we do that? But they don't point to the teams that have been in rebuilds for, for 10 years and, and haven't got there either. So there's pluses and minuses to it, but in my opinion – with Hughes and Patterson, we we were not in a position to do that. I somewhat disagree with the idea that uh, people don't point out to the failures of rebuild. Uh, if you've tuned into some of these shows over the past seven years, there's been a lot of pointing to the Edmontons and the Buffaloes of the world. But nevertheless, uh, you know the point that he makes there. It's it's not even just about players that going to their age. For me, uh, certain you know time frames for your for your Pedersons and your Hughes. It's players entering their prime, and and once you give them the taste of the playoffs. This is the lifestyle change in their career, right? They tasted the playoffs. At that stage, you can't really go backwards. And it's one of the great sins of the organization that they essentially chose a moment. I understand it's pandemic influence and all that sort of stuff. But they essentially chose a moment not to compete. And it sent everything backwards. And they had to recalibrate. Obviously, massive sweeping changes. In comes Jim Rutherford celebrating his two-year anniversary this week on the job. And a, a lot has changed in just two years. But that element there of we have to get back to a stage because these players are entering their prime and long-term rebuilds, all that sort of stuff, these are the players that, that can get us there. And now these are the players that have to live up to their potential, which they certainly have. And we talked about that this week uh, with his comments with Ian McIntyre over at Sportsnet.ca. But this is the reality that they live in. And this is the path that they chose. And this is why I talked about yesterday, too. And, you know, these next couple of months here are very interesting as far as where does the path continue to go down? It's not enough to just say, hey, we want to make the playoffs every year and have success that way. It's how are you doing it there as well? And this is a season where a lot of things are going right for the Vancouver Canucks. Even despite Jim Rutherford's claim at the start of the season, it's like everything has to go right for us to make the playoffs. A a lot of it as it stands is going right for the Vancouver Canucks, despite even in the micro, we can say, well, Andre Kuzmenko has had his struggles. They've had an injury to Carson Soucy. Suter's been out longer than we thought. All these sort of things. There are, there are moments, but for the most part, you know, Edmonton's had this terrible start. They've managed to climb their way back into it. Canucks still have a 12-point edge on the Oilers. They're sitting here with 39 points to 29 games. They lead the league in goal differential. They lead the league in regulation wins. They lead the league in goals for... A lot of it is going right. And what does that mean for the rest of this season? And especially, you know, we've, we've been caught, so caught up in the conversation about, you know, Elias Pettersson contracts, Philip Prona contracts. You know, the, the, someone's going to have a claim to another contract suggestion this summer, and it's going to be Brock Besser. He's eligible to sign. What they choose to do with that uh, remains to be seen. But he's also going to be an unrestricted free agent. 
And Brock Besser, you know, continues leading the league in goals or co-leader, but nevertheless continues this amazing start right now. And it's it's going to push a question for a lot of people, and I imagine inside the offices there at Rogers Arena as well, of what the ceiling is for Brock Besser, because you're going to have to pay at the ceiling. This is shaping up to be, you know, one of Brock Besser's best seasons. If he can continually do this, then that's fantastic. But the, the, suddenly the question of, oh, he's got to reclaim his rookie season status, that's done. Brock's got 21 goals right now, eight goals away from his uh, opening season, 29 goals. He's going to clip 30 with some ease. 40 is the question. We were talking about it last night on the postgame show. If he gets to 41, you know, that puts him tied for ninth amongst best seasons as a Vancouver Canuck. So I pose it to you as well, 650-650. What is your ceiling for Brock Besser? Not for payment, just what do you think is, is Brock Besser's ceiling? Your talent evaluation of Brock Besser. Because there's a scenario developing here where he is going to be the highest paid winger on this team that has aspirations of continually being in the playoffs and challenging for a Stanley Cup. Is that a statement that you look at and say, oh, yes, this is a team that can win the Stanley Cup with him being uh, the highest paid winger on the team? Uh, share your thoughts, 650-650, into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Always love uh, dipping into the inbox so far. Uh, Chef Swagger wants to know, guys. People Show needs a Christmas-themed segment for the next few weeks. Christmas-themed segment or Christmas-themed uh, intros and bumpers? We did a segment while you were gone called Slay or Nay. We could probably Slay or that. Nay? Yeah. That's pretty good. So is it like That's S- not bad. Is it S-L-A-Y or? No, S- like like Christmas Slay. Okay. But the meaning. S-L-A-Y. Yeah. Oh, okay. I we, see you working. That, that's strong. We could do a weekly thing. That's I'm trying to be hip. Yeah. Oh, throw a bubble. <laughs> I, I I thought I thought maybe it would be like an under the tree segment or something. I don't know. I'm trying to make under the tree. Up. What are you know, doing under gifts, the tree? I don't under the know. tree. Um, I, I, I'm giving gifts here, man. I don't know. By the way, while we're on the topic, there is a I saw Zach Wilson kiss, kissing mommy. Uh, ugly oh Christmas boy. sweater. Oh boy, that is fantastic. Give me that for Christmas. That is a great idea for That's a Jets fan. So, it, like a, a Christmas sweater? You know, it's like a Chris, ugly Christmas sweater, but instead of I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, it's I saw mommy kissing I'm Santa still waiting for my I know the producer of 32 Thoughts Christmas sweater. That's coming in the new year. That's coming in the new year. One day we're all going to have the, 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 those shirts. We should go out in the town. We should. We should all wear those shirts. And I know, Dom should have the shirt that says I am. It's, it's, it's like the uh, bridesmaid, 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 bride. Work yeah. social. Yeah. Work social. <laughs> we still need to go go-karting. That's the thing. Yeah, we haven't uh, solved our uh, our 650 Christmas party locale. Apparently, there's a thing now called ice karting. Reach is all about that. I sent that to him. That just sounds like Mario Kart. Yeah, essentially. Uh, but the premise of Slay or Nay. Slay, you'll like it. Nay, you don't like it. That's strong. Uh, we did Vancouver Christmas venues. Oh, nice. Oh, segment. so it wasn't even sports related. No. It was Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we did like uh, Canyon Lights, Slay or Nay. Right. We all came up with nay because it's overpriced. What about the uh, Vancouver Christmas market? Uh, slay. Slay. Good food. Yeah, that seems like a slay. Good Probably food. a slay. Yeah. yeah. What about the uh, Coquitlam lights? Oh, that's also slay. Lafarge Lake, free lights. Wow, okay. Yeah. We out here. Coquitlam. Yeah. We knew. Dominating. You. We out here. We knew yeah. you'd react that way. Stand up for uh, the old COQ. 
I was where gonna do, say something else. But where do we stand on um, ugly Christmas sweaters? I feel like it's kind of I, I'm done. Now. I'm I'm nay. I was never really an ugly Christmas sweater. You gotta have one. Hey, you just wear you, ugly you, sweaters. You need to own yeah. one. I, I, I can, on the regular, I just wear ugly sweaters. Yeah. I don't you know who them. needs an ugly Christmas sweater, by the way? Del Who's Soda. Ooh. I don't know why Randeep hasn't thought of that yet. That's if you're listening, something. Randeep, that's yeah. uh marketing idea. idea. Yeah. I want one percent shares in that. RJ and Clarney, he's like he's a constantly listening. So there you go. Yeah. Uh free idea for him. Uh six fifty, six fifty. Do the twelve days of Christmas, but sports themed. That's So yeah. on the first day of Christmas, the Canucks gave to you. We ain't working. Man. A three game win streak. Oh, look at Ben putting in work. Here, man. We're twelve days away. Let's go. Yeah. But I guess it would be like one Stanley Cup. Yeah. But there's no Stanley Cup. Here. And a Stanley Cup. There's definitely not five golden rings, I'll tell you that much. No, <laughs> no they're not. Oh, man. The Giants, uh, maybe. Uh, all right, 650, 650. We'll get some more of your Brock thoughts as well on the other Ooh, side. Brock uh, thoughts. Later. Uh, well, I asked people, I like like, like, what is their ceiling uh, for? Today's podcast title, Brock Thoughts. <laughs> Brock Besser. Uh, we'll get to those uh, later on in the show. We'll also touch uh, with Danny Kelly as well in the second half of the show from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast uh, as we get ready for uh, fantasy football playoffs uh, across your fantasy leagues. Uh, all right, Wednesdays also. Actually, you know what? Before we get to that, uh, should we do uh, the giveaway now or giveaway? Do it now. Okay. But then you have to wait for me to get the winner. All right, well, all right let's do fill in the blank first okay. then. Uh, fill in the blank. I don't know what's coming up. Dom's uh, got a bunch of prompts here. Ready? Hit me. All right. Christmas is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the Patriots will be blank without Bill Belichick. Oh, man. Uh, the Patriots will be... Man. They will be noteworthy without Bill Belichick. I know that's strange because he's taken him to such height since it's, since it's a... Such height, twenty-year, um, yeah, legacy. But like the last three years, the the Patriot way has fallen apart, and it's not, it's not the model people want to follow anymore. And they just need to, get, they just need a different brand more than anything. And I know there was a report yesterday, uh, going out, of looking to separate ways, and we've talked for this a, a, a bit about this as well. I, I just imagine like he ends up in Carolina, and they just need a rebrand. Carolina. I, I can him, see Bryce Young. I, I can see him going to Carolina. Okay. That that owner just handing over the reins and saying like, "You're one of the few people that I won't get overly involved with. You can have the full running of the football operations." Da- like David Tepper is is renowned like meddler as far as uh, everything in the organization. But if, if he spends big money to go in and uh, bring in Bill Belichick, I can see that one. By the way, the Patriots would be quarterbackless without Bill Belichick. I mean, they're quarterbackless now with Bill Belichick. That's my point. He's he's run it down and made just bad decision after bad decision. It, it's going to look odd. Like It'll be weird to see no hoodie on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, maybe the next person will wear a hoodie. I hope not. That's like seeing like Favre in, in Vikings colors. Just like, oh. So is this a bad team stay bad scenario now? Uh, no, because they uh, – we'll, we'll see if they have good decision makers. The thing is, is like the, the bad teams base stay bad thing is like key decision makers. If they're bad, they're going to stay bad. Isn't Bill a good decision maker? Why they've been bad for three years? Uh, Just poking the, holes in your theory. The draft has gone poorly. Actually, like the Patriots draft record is not uh, overwhelming. 
because bad teams do. Uh, coming up next, I love this one. Tommy Cutlets is blank. Is the meme of the season. Meme? Yeah. Tommy DeVito. It's, no, I'm not, it's, I'm not saying he's a meme. I'm saying, like, remember last year it was Kirk Cousins in the chain? And Big like Kirko, that, yeah. That, that felt like the meme of the season. Tommy DeVito. Like, I'm not even sure if he's real, if he's, like, if, if he's going to have Fugazi. a prolonged career. Or Fugazi. I, I, I hope every player has a long career. Like, everything that's happening in the Giants this season, this could just be end of season. Like, nobody's taking this team seriously. He's having some success. Good on him. Like, that's awesome. I, I can't tell if he's a good quarterback. Uh, but at the very least, he is maximizing his opportunity. If, if it winds up being five games and we don't really hear from him ever again, what's we'll the line from – Always have those five. Games. Yeah, the, the the line from uh, King of Comedy, right? It's uh, better to be king for a night than a schmuck for a lifetime. And here's uh, Tommy DeVito. He's 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 living his king's life. His agent was on uh, fan checkdown yeah. today, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. So he, he shouts to the producer of that program. Look, when, when you're yeah. in when you're in the limelight, absorb it. By the way, are you the producer of that program? No. Oh, I was like, I'm not that thick. I just started shaking my head. I just assumed I was. By like, the way, I'm not going to say anything. You suggesting you're not that thick when me and Ben are both like, hey, does he produce this show? It's a tough, tough hill to be on. I wasn't even going to ask. You know, I don't blame you guys because I just produce everything at Sportsnet, but I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just just everything repels off of it. Um, I do love Tommy Cutlets, though. Yeah, dude. Like. Man, good for him. I actually saw. Is a, he more Lynn Sanity or is I, he? Oh, that's a good reference. That's a really, really good reference. That's a, yeah, that's a strong reference. Um, again, I, it doesn't feel Lynn like Lynn Sanity. Like, like that was a bit of a a meme, a flash in the pan. And like he was never really that. That that what was it? Six weeks, three weeks? Yeah. There was never really that peak again. But what a prolonged career for Jeremy Lynn wins a championship uh, with the Raptors. Um, so that's awesome. But yeah, that, that 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 feels right. That feels right. Yeah. Not like Kevin Cobb small right. or uh, Matt Flynn, where it's like you had the big week seventeen. It's like oh Matt Flynn, but at least you had a run. And I but I saw a sad graphic where it was like the NFC teams in the playoff picture that are that are in the hunt. It's like the New York Giants, like the New York Giants. NFC is a sad state. And then and then like the next picture was Seattle Seahawks. I was like oh my god. I'm so glad you brought that up oh, because uh, they they have one less win than the Seahawks. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how, you know, where, where, where do you rank the Seahawks in the NFC? And you're like, oh, they're right there with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They're right there. So in saying that, and everything we've seen the last few weeks, uh, Vic, the Seahawks are blank. Uh, the Seahawks are going to be okay. Like, I know it's a losing streak right now. Define but, okay. But hang on. Like, they, they have three easy games to wrap up the season. They can win those three. They might just end up nine and eight. Okay, they're gonna be okay. So but they're I'm, not I, I, like the Dallas. Cowboys. But I'm gonna steal a phrase here from overseas. When when you hear it a lot on uh, like British broadcasts when they're talking about some teams, oh, this should be good. The Seattle Seahawks are bang average. Bang average. That, that phrase, I'll say they're bang average. That's what they are. Are you prepared to walk back your claim that they are in the Cowboys echelon? Uh, well, I just did the power ranks yesterday, and I had the Cowboys three, yeah. and the Seahawks haven't been in the top ten in some. some I know. Time. But again, the Cowboys beat some good teams. Like that's what we were waiting for. The Cowboys have beat some good teams, and now they have. And so it's like, okay, they arrow was pointing up for Dallas. Uh, the Seahawks, up until five weeks ago, 
I, I didn't think that was ridiculous at all. Okay, it's good enough at for me. At all. You don't have to say it directly, but okay. I, I will take that. Uh, everyone saw this last night, and I need your opinion on it. Draymond Green is blank for the NBA. Draymond Green is great for the NBA. Great? Yeah. You thought that was great last what? night? No, I'm not saying the play is great. You, the, that's not what the question is, I know, is asking. But it's it's a but larger I think, symptom of... I, I think Draymond Green himself is a good thing for the NBA. The acts themselves... Why? Because he's, he's a personality, yourself. man. He's a personality. And it's, you can be a personality without being a clown. But he goes out there. Look, he apologized for it yesterday as well. Yeah. In his he, Draymondian way. He, he, he said he didn't intentionally yeah, try to didn't, do it. Which is BS. And he's just punching a guy in the sure. face. No, he, well, he's punched a guy in the face before. And, <laughs> and he's like, I meant to guy. do that. And he's, he never apologized for that one, did he? And kicked people in the groin. And yes. kicked people in the groin. Multiple times. He's, Multiple. he's a flashpoint, man. And look, you can't deny that he's not a great player. He's one defensive player of the year. He's been but he's a, a, clown. a pivotal player. So what, man? I, I, I don't like the idea that everyone's got to be this cookie-cutter version Neither do of, I. Of, of a player. But I think he's gone from being like a pest who's very effective, a la Brad Marchand. To a liability. To somebody who actually like is Rodman. a detriment to your team. And, and to be fair, like peak Draymond sure. was, was a pest. Totally. But those guys actually help your team. But is it more about that they're not the one seed anymore? Because No. Or, or is it more about that like... He's still doing this, and he hasn't corrected the behavior at all. Because because when they were winning seventy three games, he was good. He was good, but it was still like somewhat Draymond. I don't think Dray. I don't think of Draymond as a good top NBA basketball player anymore. He's bang average, as you like to say. Mm-hmm. There you go. So there when you're bang average mm-hmm. and you're doing stunts like this, you're gonna get called out for it. How old is Draymond now? He's got to be like 34? 38, I think. 30, no, no, there's no way he's 38. He's the, beard, beard. the beard looks he's like he's 38, 38, but there's no way he's 38. What do, what? You, what do you guys think? I said 34. Yeah. Oh my God, he's the same. Oh, my gosh. He's the same age as you? He's 33. <laughs> Dude, he looks old. He looks old. So, he looks so sometimes, old. sometimes we have to tell Dom that he should know better, so sometimes maybe, you know, Draymond. He should I'm know 32, and I don't have that much gray. Yeah, Man. but you're, but you're like a preserved 32. This guy's yeah. been like Michigan State, grinding, second-round pick. He's just like... NBA champion. He's seen some things. Yeah. Blew Second most lead. technical fouls of all time. There you go. First is Dre. A lot of um, uh, Rashid Wallace. Yeah, it's got to be Rashid. Yeah. I don't know why I said Dre. Rashid was, was like crazy. Rodman. Yeah. Wait, where's Rodman? Third? I don't know. I just know it's Sheed and then Dre. Yeah. Ball don't lie. Plus, Rodman probably would have been like suspended sometimes. Oh, that was, is that Sheed? Ball don't lie is Sheed. Is it Sheed? Oh, yeah. Ball don't lie yeah, is Sheed. Yeah. yeah. I love That's that. so sick. That's the, be- that's the best ever. Uh, final one here. And this is a uh, particularly close one to me. Is it about merch? No. Ooh, I like that that's become my rep. I really do. I've worked hard on that reputation. I really have. Um, The NHL is blank for revamping the All-Star Skills Competition again. Hang on. I didn't even hear the question because I was laughing at I like that that's become my rep. Yeah. Okay, we'll park the fill in the blank for a second. I have a major bone to pick with the NHL and their incredibly lame and underdesigned championship merch. Like, it's obvious that they don't put any thought behind it because so it's good. just so bad. It's so and good. Fanatics does merch. a really terrible job with it. Like, it, it really bothers me. Oh, you man. look at any other pro league in the world, and it's obvious that they 
they, their stuff looks good. And then you look at the NHL stuff, and you're just kind of like, who made this? I don't want to buy this. Uh, all right. Uh, the NHL is what? The NHL is blank. I love how you just moved on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The NHL is blank for revamping the All-Stars Kills competition again. Uh, There's also a $1 million prize. Okay, so I- I'm mostly going to say uninspiring. I don't like this All-Star format. No one does. The players don't. Like, like That's the, the skills for- The Sorry, players don't. The, the skills format. I-, I don't like the skills format. I know they came up with the big release yesterday. A handful of players going to be competing in, in all the competitions. I like seeing specialties. So, like, we're only going to see 12 guys? Yes. The, the, if, if you're going to finally put money behind it and put a million dollars behind it, then fly in the specialty players that even aren't all stars and say, come compete in this event. That's what the NBA does. Yeah. So you have this opportunity. Now you're putting money behind it with a cash reward. I know the big argument is like, hey, players, you know, it's a, it's a holiday. Some of them go away. That's why they don't want to come in but, but and do that. You put a million dollars in front – you put – Hundred grand, two hundred grand for each event, or something like that, might change the picture all of a sudden. This is the problem with the NHL All Star Game: is that every other league, the being named an All Star is an honor and something that you use in contract negotiations, mm-hmm. and it's talked about when it, when you discuss your legacy. In the NHL, it's like a throwaway thing. How often do we talk about? Oh, how many how many All Star MVPs does Wayne Gretzky have? You know how how many All Stars was Sidney Crosby in? That's a very fair point. You know, we don't talk about, oh, who's the in the N- all NHL team at the end of the year? Honestly, though, we only talk about that in basketball. But that's because bonuses, though, too. That mm-hmm. it, it impacts, like, the Supermax and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, again, like, it's weird that it's not a thing in the NHL. I that think that's cool, though. should be an honor. Like, making an all-NBA team or whatever. But if you make the all-star team, you get a bonus for that. Like, mm-hmm. they have contracts built yeah. around that. 650-650, uh, 650, unsigned text here. Uh, desperate. Desperate is the uh, it is word. Desperate. Uh, well, they, I, look again. I'm pro change, and it, it feels like they're just overthinking it. Just go back to like, hey, like who are our hardest shooters? Go shoot. Well, there's also pressure on the league this year. They're in Toronto, and if they fall flat in Toronto, like where are you gonna excel? You know what it is. It's, it, it's these these events are just created for viral moments now, and it's like the. But that's the NHL's problem, right? But. There's, they suck at making they're, viral they're, moments. But they're, they're trying to do something that you, you shouldn't necessarily be trying to do. It should be about just highlighting the skills yeah, of the players. I Honestly, agree. Bic, I think it actually is just a way simpler issue. I think it just comes down to the sport. No, I just don't think, no, I don't think it's that. No, it's the players. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's that. Players don't care. Like, a, I don't know. Like, I, I, you I guys know it. I'm a basketball fan, but like the dunk contest is like just such raw athleticism and creativity that it's like... Right, but the dunk contest sucks now. But it like it, it can, has good years and bad years. It can go. It fluctuates. Yeah, and there's good years of the skills competition and bad it's, years. When's like, the last time there's a good skills? Competition? Again, I'm gonna highlight a, a, a viral moment as I complain about viral moments. The Zegris moment was really awesome, and Jack Hughes and all that sort of stuff. And in the breakaway challenge thing, okay. it was like the one year they got the breakaway challenge right. That was cool. You know, it's been 84 years. Subban has had a cool moment. Ovi and Malkin have had cool moments. Yeah. Yep. Now, they're, they're, they're viral moments, but overall, like, again, I grew up on skills competitions of just, like, here's Al McInnes, and, like, there was prestige, and there was some, not necessarily stakes, but at least, like, some acclaim to them of, like, this guy's competing with this guy, and you had real yeah, when Al McInnes was going up against, like, Zdeno Chara for hardest shot, that meant something. But that's the thing. It's like, 
bring the best players to do this, yeah. and we'll okay, let's actually find out who's the hardest shooter. Are the let's, best players reluctant to do it, like yes, the dunk they contest? Don't care. Yeah, potentially. They want to go on vacation. Yeah. That's the problem. It's a uh, it's a hard problem to solve. And so, you know, yesterday's announcement, I like that they put money behind it, but I guess it's interesting just watching the same 12 guys for two hours. That's what we're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, good thoughts in the inbox. We'll get to uh, more of it on the other side as well. Danny Kelly will join us here uh, from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, more of your thoughts as well uh, on Brock Besser in the inbox. 650-650 here on The People Show.